I'm Anth. I'm Luch. And we are the Warbirds. And you are tuning in to Box on the Wire! You're listening to Fox on the Wire podcast. Yeah, he was awesome. I saw um, Megadeth oh, and In Flames like, I don't know, a few months ago and that was, yeah, really good. And, oh, you went to that gig, yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, really good. Did you go on that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. man. So I yeah. kind of wanted to go to school, so I mean, I've seen Megadeth years ago and Big Vendor was still playing. Oh, man, what year was that? Like the 90s. So it was in the Palais. Uh, Palace, 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 Palace. The old Palace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, but I wanted to go see Kiko as much as mm. the band and the songs. You know what I mean? I, I saw Angra in two thousand and two thousand and five at the Corner Hotel. Oh shit! Yeah, fucking hell! And I wish I loved <laughs> them back then as much as I do now because I don't think I actually appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. Like because I was just getting into it and trying to understand yeah. it and learn yeah. about it. And oh, fucking hell! But anyway, that's still cool. I was going to see my favorite drummer yeah. play, so that was good. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the drummer for Megadeth too, I've forgotten his name now, but he was fucking oh, incredible. Oh, Dirk for Buren? Yeah, yeah. He was incredible. Yeah, he's sick. He's, uh, wasn't he, is he, was he Soilworks drummer? Uh, maybe. I'm not sure, actually. Yeah. I think he was in one of those big, one of those big like, Swedish bands. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, he was yeah. fucking great to watch. Yeah. So um, <laughs> nothing like watching a good drummer. So. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. All right, so should we um should we kick yeah, off? Yeah, let's let's hey. let's hit it because uh, Ed is going to be what? What do you reckon? What, what time do you reckon? Got to. Oh, what do we got here? Yeah, I've got to burn by about eight. So we've got about forty-five minutes, yeah. forty minutes, something like that. Is that enough, man? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It just depends how much Luch starts talking. That's all. <laughs> oh yeah, you have to, you, you just have to just just you know. Man, we've done <laughs> every podcast I've done with Luch. I reckon. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> such a, such oh, a massive yeah. editing job. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, everybody just scratched the surface as well. <laughs> yeah, I know. All right. Well, well um, let's hit it. Uh, let's get going. So, um, I don't know how good your audio is going to come through on the recording. Is that because you're a, a sort of distance away, or are you just running through a laptop, or I've just got my tablet on, so it's only about. I mean, this is how I, this is how I do it even with, when we did the um, our last online one, the Chili's one. Yeah. Um, I, but I think I have my headphones on. I don't know if that made any difference. We'll speak a bit louder. Yeah, well, we're going to we're have to speak, we're 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 speak louder. It's how we thought, right? <laughs> man, the, the drive to Albury was, was interesting. <laughs> in the car, man. Oh, man. No chance I was going to fall asleep with the man. No chance. No, you have to throw wow. him in the boot. <laughs> uh, it's probably good to keep you awake on the road anyway. So, uh, oh, it, felt like, it felt like a half an hour, not three and a half. It was actually a quick. It was good. Yeah, yeah, back was very, very easy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, All right, folks, welcome to episode number 85 of Fox on the Wire. We have a couple of very special guests today. One very familiar face who you might recognize from a few previous episodes, but we have Anth and Luciano from Warbirds. Welcome, fellas. Thank you. Thank you. Great Cheers. to be here again, mate. Great to see you. You're looking beautiful as always. Oh, as, as are you, sir. As are you. And uh, <laughs> well, it's very nice. to pop the cherry as well. No worries. I'll never pass up an opportunity to uh, speak with the man, Luch. <laughs> oh, so. <sorry. laughs> 
Yeah. Thanks for having us, man. <laughs> Absolutely. Nice to meet you too, Anth. Um, yeah, and congratulations on the new single, Bring Back Your Love, which was released on September 7th. That is a killer track, I must say. So congratulations. Excellent. Thanks, man. Um, so I was lucky enough to catch you guys. Uh, geez, when was it? A couple of weeks ago now um, at the, the total launching. Yeah, yeah the 9th of September. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, back in the, the main band room, the tote, um, still the same as always. And I think that was the week that we found out, well, the tote was essentially saved. Sold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brought, right. yeah. So it was probably a good week for you guys to, to play and get some publicity. Um, well, we played there. Um, Luch didn't play that show, however, he was at the gig. Um, so we played there the week that all the drama happened when the possible campaign went through, and then it was up in the air still. No, no, actually, no, it was around, no, it was before then, I think, but it was all up, and it was, yeah. it was a big mess of people boycotting it and bagging the tote, and we actually had the gig booked <laughs> that weekend. Oh, right. Um, what if a struggle was going to happen, yeah. Yeah, look, yeah, so we went through with, with another awesome band called The Revelation, and another band which I won't mention called The Pin on Us, and then kind of of the week, because they were worried about the, uh, you know, obviously about the, um, uh, what, do you, what do you call it, you know, the, the, the people bagging them on the social media and the, and the fallout, you know what I mean? So, the bad but, um, yeah, so we played when it was up in the air and when it was kind of all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Done deal. It felt good. Yeah, it was a good, there was a good vibe in the air that night, wasn't there? Yeah. It was a, a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Right. That's it, yeah. Yeah, no, it was a great night and um, that's obviously the first time I've seen you guys play and um, – I guess one of the first things that got me about you guys was the the mad vocal harmonies. I always appreciate, you know, a twin a duo vocal, um, and that just really, really cut through, and that was awesome. So, um, yeah, and of course, you know, um, your awesome guitar work, Anth. That's probably maybe the first gig I've ever left that I've actually wanted to go home and play a Stratocaster, so. Ah, yeah, well, it's funny you say that, man. I acquired that guitar last year. Yep. Um, not that I need it anymore. Um, and I was actually working at um, Guitar Paradise in Richmond. Obviously, Luch helped me get that job there, man. So shout out to oh, Brothers in Paradise. To the guys. That's right, man. But um, that that's a, just quickly, I'm, you know, if we can touch on gear, but that's a, a Japanese um, JV modified reissue of the Jap strats from the early 80s when Japanese were doing the tellies and strats. And that guitar, you've got a few nice guitars I can see in the background there, man. It's one of those guitars that when you pick up off the shelf or if someone's selling something, and the moment you hold it, it just feels good. The weight was nice, and then I played it. And after a few weeks, of, you know, you do your tune up, so you're trying amps out and pedals and whatnot. And I kept grabbing this thing. I go, I just want to play. It makes you want to play, you know, and it's. Vintage Apple pickups, um, and I just love it. It's so cool. Like, you, you're left in the open. It's, there's not that much compression, so if you can pull it off, you're going to sound great, um, but if you're a bit sloppy, you're going to sound bad, <laughs> you know. So um, it's just been great, and that's been my main strat since then, my main number one kind of thing. So it was. I just love it. Yeah, it's. Um, I guess, I don't know, it could be just me, but that's not – the uh, probably most common guitar in that style of music. Am I wrong in saying that? Yep. Yeah. Yep. But it worked, and um, obviously you played the shit out of it. Um, 
And like, I don't know, it kind of looked like it was maybe a little bit of a bigger body than your usual strat. Would I be, or is you'd it? Be, you'd be wrong because I think it's yeah. just white and it just pops so it uh, looks really big. Yep. Yeah, so it stands out a bit more, whereas if you've got, a, let's say, a burst, like a vintage burst or something like that, that the outline's black. So the guitar has the impression that it's a bit, bit smaller, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. But the yeah. same standard. Standard size, man. It's just white, so it, it just looks bigger, I guess, and you can see the outline better. And, yeah. Yeah. No, it definitely worked. And yeah, I thought oh, that's not a bit of an unusual guitar for that yeah. style of music, but fuck, worked. And yeah, you played the shit out of it. And yeah. as did the man next to you on uh, on the drums, who I Absolutely. had my eyes firmly <laughs> fixed on most of the gig, because uh, as I said, I always like watching a good drummer. So, how did you? Um, how did the Warbirds hook up with Looch? We've been mates for a long time. We played. We first met at, at a gig at the Prague, which we, we always talk about in the stories yeah. when we first met because they're very very similar, but from coming from different yeah. angles, you know. We we did play in, in bands together. We've done moments apart uh, and tear gas. Um, that's all, that always been a thing there. So that was as far as the musical kind of standpoint as us, us, us playing together, and that all started at around uh, I'd say about twenty fourteen. It was twenty fourteen yeah. yeah. uh, when we got. And to come in uh, for moments apart because the other guitarist had left the band and so forth. But yeah, like we were talking, I was actually talking about this on the phone today. Um, I love telling people about the story about how I met Anne. Um, would you like me to elaborate on that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, was, uh, he was, uh, this is back in 20, 20, uh, 2012 when I started, or yeah, mid, the start of, or mid of 2012. Yeah. Uh, my singer from from uh, Tear Gas, Moments Apart, yeah. Al, he, uh, we were going to go and catch up with our friend Danny, who was playing uh, in one of the bands at the Prague. Do you remember the Prague? North, I think it was North or Thornbury. Street. Man, what yeah. a venue. Oh, it was so I know. Big. Place, man. Yeah. Such a great joint. So we had to go see uh, our friend Danny, who's obviously in, in Warbirds now as well. So it's just big connections here, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then we were going to go watch um, this other band, The Scarlets, uh, who – we're also friends with, and it was going to be. And it was our sisters at the time as well. Oh, I, I, yeah. I was the yeah. singer of the Scarlet at the time. Yeah. Right, yeah. And it was Anne's first gig. I didn't know anything about Anne. Um, I just thought, okay, it's cool. We knew the Tars, just go check him out, whatever. So, anyway, you know, the, the, we're at the, the gig. We go see uh, Danny's band. He's played four, fantastic. And then we stick around and watch um, Al's uh, partner's uh, gig and, you know, go check out the new guitarist and whatever. And it was like, for me personally, one thing for me is like as a drummer, as a performer, as a teacher, uh, as a musician, like if, I, if, I'm, if I'm watching a gig, whatever it might be, I'm always looking at the drummer. I just, I just naturally just looking straight at the drummer. And it doesn't matter what level they are, how good they are. I just, I just, I can't help but just looking at the drummer. I try to look, I, I'll start looking elsewhere. It's like, oh, I, should, I really should look at other members <laughs> on the stage here. But I don't know, my eyes just end up veering back into the, uh, into the space of the drummer. But anyway, on this particular night, my eyes couldn't get off this guy. <laughs> this is the first time ever that I've actually. I've gone. I've seen Satriati. I've seen Vi. I've been. To, I've been seen all these guys, and I've still ended up looking at their drummer. This is the first time that I've ever been to a gig where I couldn't stop looking at the guitarist. And, I'm, and like after every song, like uh, I'll, I'll be looking over at Al going, "Jeez, this mother, my <laughs> God!" I love his pre his sound, his presence, his facial expression, the tone. Everything that he was doing was just was just just hit me right here. And it was that was it. There was it was love at first sight. Yeah, I was going to say it was love at first sight. That was it. <laughs> Sorry, man. 
I was going to say it was love at first sight. It, it was. Like, straight after the gig, I'm like, I, I, I went straight to the front of the stage. Yeah, you know, he's trying to, yeah. I think you actually made, because you knew Nick. And, uh, oh, yeah. I knew all you were going to make a excuse to get up there. So I don't know if you people said, hey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to interview. I went straight to him. Uh, he was packing up his pedal. Yeah, 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 and I was like, I went hold jump and he got, he got to pack up his shit. But I said, I just I said, mate, you were just awesome. You, you, everything about you is, is fantastic. I love what I'm hearing and seeing. Great job. I introduced myself. So I told him I was playing the moments apart. Obviously, he knew Al and, uh, and all the whole connection there. So uh, and then just from there, then what, just the whole connections and everything, we ended up just hanging out. Uh, you know, having drinks. But I'd go and see their band play as well. So I'd go see Moments of Heart play. And I didn't know Danny at all. So I knew Al, obviously, through. I actually knew Al through you guys back then. Um, I was playing another band and we are playing the Gershaw Room and, and, you know, the Green Room and all those venues that aren't, that aren't really happening now. But, um, and I saw you guys play at Revolver. Ah, yes. Well, I, think, I think it might have been the first time, yeah. Yep. And I, I did the same thing. I think we played at Evelyn. Two Evelyn months. was the launch. Was our yeah. um, EP launch? Yeah. And I'm going fucking look at this guy. Fucking actually, man, you know, great. Yeah. I think you were there. Oh, EP launch <laughs> at Revolver. No, no, uh, Evelyn. At the Evelyn. Oh, the Evelyn. Oh shit. I think you were there. 2012. You was cricket and uh, our good friend. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, <laughs> eleven years ago. Wow. So, yeah. But yeah, that, that's how that all came about. And look, um, uh, so through the years, like the last ten years, we've actually ended up just being awesome mates, whether we're yeah. doing band work or just being mates. You know, that's been the really cool. That's been the, the, the most, I guess, humbling and, and uh, rewarding thing of it. You know, the friendships you make out of things is you take you take away you know the, the day to day you know work or business side of well, things. That's a connection and, and also with the band, though. Yeah, know, been playing. You have that relationship, so it's an understanding, but you also gel musically as well. Yep. Yep. Um, and that's what I found. Like, I mean, that was Lucha's second gig yeah. with, with us at the tote. And, and it, was, it was probably playing some of those songs the third or fourth time. You know what yeah. I mean? So we only had about what, two and a half rehearsals or something like that leading up. Yeah. So we went super rehearsal, super busy, man. So um, just to make time that shit happens and, you know, might need to, someone might need to leave early or whatever. So we're kind of juggling. You know, Danny's super busy with Kiss Troy and Blaze as well. Um, and yeah, but um, but we all did our homework, so we get together like you know we have that connection. So um, I'm super critical when it comes to the music of myself, especially. Um, but um, when we get together, and as long as that feeling's there, whether we hit bum notes here or there, or whatever, it's more about the execution mm-hmm. and what we kind of throw out there. You know? So yeah. we do that naturally. It's really easy. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Oh, that's an awesome story. So you guys go way back and uh, yeah. back to Doesn't the. Feel like- I don't know about you guys, but the last 10 years have just gone like that. And, See you later. Um, <laughs> it's just I absolutely insane. Of, I'm a very sentimental person and I think a lot of things that really stand out in life really just, they, they stick to me. Yeah. So, um, yeah. COVID, COVID didn't help it though, the, the lockdown. Oh, I'm, I'm having to wipe it out. Yes. Two to three years virtually that kind of, you know, so I dare say that's why tenure doesn't feel like tenure because three mm. of them didn't do anything. You know I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah, but it's it sort of a different time like 10 years ago, you know, 2010, 11, 12. Like it was a really, felt like it was a really good music scene. And I'm not saying it's not now, but I think yeah, back right, at that eh? time, it was a really good time. You had like the Gershwin Room, the Prague for a little while. We played a few yeah. gigs there. Um, yeah, Revolver. I don't know, just all these venues and a lot of bands oh, yeah. knew each other. Oh, yeah. And, um, oh, 
Yeah, it was just a really good time, I thought. And, um, <laughs> there's a lot of bands was... playing as well. That's, I mean, there's a lot now because of, there's just bands playing all the time. Yeah. Um, and I think, okay, I guess some people sold their gear and whatever that broke and whether you know, you're not playing and <laughs> jobs and things like that. And, you know, yeah. Yeah, I found once, yeah. pe- once we hit that 30 mark, some people either kept going or they dropped off. And, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I guarantee a lot of people get back into it again as well. Like yeah. when they when they settle down or they have kids or whatever, you find yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. one thing I've seen is a lot of people they they then go, you know what? Yeah, now the kids have kind of grown up or I'm settled in my job. Oh, and they miss dust, it. dust off the guitar and, and they miss it. Yeah. yeah, and they start doing stuff again. So that's really cool. But uh, yeah, we, it is that point. I agree. Like at thirty, and I start you know you start seeing that thinking, oh geez, it's only a matter of time until I'm on my own here, or I might be the one who has to pull the plug somewhere. You know? So yeah. So you guys have got um, an upcoming tour of the UK. So uh, you've obviously got Luch on board for that. Um, tell us about this upcoming tour. How long are you going? How many shows? How okay, crazy is going to be? Well, we're going for just over two, over two weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah. We have Hard Rock Hell, obviously, was, is, is the main reason why we're going and we're, we're working around that, that festival. Uh, which is really great. Um, the promoter there was super keen to get us on. Um, so Dave Warner from Headstone Records, uh, we're good mates, and he's been looking after us with, with his team. And he's always like, I've gone through ups and downs with his band, you know, over the years, and um, he's always kind of said, keep going, man, and, you know, he's that positive person, always, similar to him, you know, always pass half full and yep. don't worry about it, just keep going, mate, it's not a big deal. And, <laughs> and um, yeah, so we scored this gig, and... Um, it just kind of happened, you know. Lee is an original drummer from the band. He's got some personal stuff, you know, family stuff happening, career stuff. It's all good, all, all good stuff. And I was like, fuck, what do I want to do now? <laughs> and, um, and I was having this chat at the at Drummer's Paradise, Guitar Paradise, is up on, on, under one building. And I was like, fuck, man, I might have to hire somebody, blah, blah. blah. And the Luch is sitting behind the screen going, like, <laughs> like, like, you know, it was, it was, it like a kid about to explode, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, Danny was, he's, Danny's kind of been a permanent feeling since the start of the band, pretty much. You know, we've gone through a, a few bassists and uh, we've always had that connection, but every time we've kind of tried to commit, push the band, he's been busy or vice versa, we've found somebody. And, um, and the fact that the three of us all played in moments apart, uh, we already had the connection, we've played together before, so nothing was foreign. And they're all mates, so we're all mates, and um, and yeah, it was easy. It was super easy, and it's almost like the stars aligned, um, and we've got a really strong, strong lineup, um, and we're ready. You know, we're all yeah. hungry, um, and it's feels good. That's what it is. I think hungry, motivated, and we're all on the same, all on the same page. We all have the same common goal aligned. Um, we're all pushing the whole thing with yeah. the social media thing, or just getting to the rehearsals, learning, learning what we have to. But I think one of the best things is we're having a lot of fun doing it too. We all get, it's, it's like, like driving to Albury. It was a long week. We had to drive up on the Friday, drive back after the gig. And, um, you know, I was driving up and back, which is fine. So I work in transport, man. So the long, long hauls, are, are, I'm okay with that. But I thought, fuck, it's going to be a long drive. You know what I mean? It's, it's a long way, especially after the gig. But it didn't feel like that because we just, we have this, we, we all, I think, we all like certain bands that we might not, you know, extend to, but our core band that, that we were brought up on, core bands, we all love. So we started talking about like just rare Bon Jovi stuff or whatever. And we, we just, it was very easy. And the trip went quick and it was just fun. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure if I'll be saying that 
<laughs> after the two weeks that he was at the moment. Um, it's, it, 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 I'm not sure if it's like a honeymoon period or the novelty there, but it's really good. Uh, it's, all, it's all been fine. I think, I think we'll be all right. I'm sure we'll, we'll you know, we'll get, we'll, there will be moments where we're going to be tired and yeah. smelly and gross yeah. and, and probably yeah. get, you do get sick of each living in each other's yeah. pocket, but at the end of the day, I think we're all pretty respectful. Like we need to give each other space. I think we can. I it's think like we can. Lot. I think we can be quite you know, cordial on that. Yeah, so I think we'll uh, really enjoy getting, getting up there and, and doing what you know we've got kind of you know I've been paying to do this for a long time. Yeah, uh, two two yeah. and a half weeks. This thing's gonna no, it's gonna fly, quick. and well, I think but I think so. I think you know because we're doing a lot. We're actually doing quite a few shows. I think we're. We're hoping we're doing what about 10 or 11? Yeah, I think we in have. About, in about 15 days? Yes, yeah, so we have about eight. Well, books, I think a few shows. Right, and there's more to come. Yeah, so, so I think the thing is, we're going to be on stage a lot, playing a lot. And you know what? It might sound like a lot of work, a lot of playing to do in, in, in two, and a, two and a bit weeks, but I reckon it's, it's, it's what we're there to do. But I reckon it'll be over in the snap of the fingers, and yeah. then yeah, you'll probably look back and then go, geez. That, I know, project. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was right. 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> if we can extend the tour out longer, yeah. we'll see. Yeah, but uh, no, no, no. It's, it's, it's two and a half weeks of, of that we're really looking forward to bringing this uh, amazing music to the masses, um, you know, catering to a new audience, to a bunch of people who don't even don't even know the band. I'm sure they'd be, some of have already done their research on the band, but um, there'll be a lot who don't know who that's the birds are. And, it's, and that's it. It's just, okay, well, let's see what, what the response is going to be like from this audience, you know? Mm. So um, it's we got, I, I guess you get a feeling it's going to be a lot different to what you deal with here because here you're dealing with obviously your, your your family, your friends who are going to come and support you and so forth. Over there you're dealing with a, a bunch of neutrals. So yeah. whether they stick around or walk the bar or go and have a smoke, uh, <laughs> we'll soon find out. Yeah, that's so exciting, like just bringing new music to uh, a whole new country and uh, smashing out a whole bunch of gigs in such a short time. You guys will be on fire by the end of it. And uh, and you're also raising money through a possible campaign just to help out with the tour and the costs and, and that sort of thing. Um, is that the Order of Chaos UK tour fundraising campaign? Is that still yeah. still live and still going? Yeah, we've got another probably two or three weeks I think it's going for. Till the uh, the possible campaign is yeah. going till the twenty second of October. Yeah, a week before we oh a few days before we head yeah. we head over. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Well so I'll chuck a link in the I'll, I'll I'll chuck a link in the show notes for that one in case awesome. anyone wants to chip in and uh, and help out because um yeah I can imagine something like that taking all you guys over you know it's not going to be not going to be no. cheap for you and um, you guys have got to eat somehow so yeah <laughs> yeah. Only so many cheeseburgers we can consume. Sure. We're going to need to get a decent meal eventually. We have to upgrade to some bangers and mash. Yeah. <laughs> How are you going to live without the uh, F45 training, Luch? <laughs> I, I had a feeling there was going to be an F45 thing in this. Yeah. Well, um, well, to conserve on petrol and stuff like that, we'll get Luch to jump out and push, push the he van. Will too. And that way he can get his workout in. Yep. And, uh, yeah, and we'll save a bit on fuel. So, um, yeah. Run off all the uh, cheeseburgers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, there's going to be a lot of, of, be a lot of crap yeah. eating, yeah. yeah. I'll, definitely have to, I'll definitely be looking forward to training when I get back. But, uh, yeah, I have looked at um, locations in the UK as to where they have F45. I knew it. I think we're just going to be so tied up. Look, we're going to be outperforming more than, 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 than having yes, uh, such free time. So it's like, you know, I just. Go all in for this for two weeks. Get silly, eat, drink, <laughs> sleep, play, do what you got to do, and then uh, I'll uh, worry about my fitness when I get back. Yeah, 
Lutz will be out in the car park doing push-ups when you guys are waiting for him at Soundcheck or something, doing laps around the car park out in the back there. Yeah. <laughs> one more, one more, one more. I'm taking, I'm, I'm, I'm taking, when I get back to Australia, I've actually taken the week off just so I can get a couple of sessions a day in just to, uh, you know, sweat it all out, all the all the, uh, the nastiness, yeah. <laughs> now, when I saw you guys at the Tote a couple of weeks ago, you started playing this song and I'm like, that sounds familiar. And I'm listening a bit more. And I'm like, oh, maybe it just sounds like something that I know. And then it it dawned on me, it's that song from uh, the movie <laughs> Rockstar, We All Die Young. And I'm like, what a what an amazing cover to choose to. Oh, to I thought it was going to say reality check. I'm a big fan of reality check. That was awesome, man. I haven't heard that song for years, and actually, I haven't seen the movie for years. That was one oh, that I used to spend a lot of know? time watching. But yeah, uh, yeah. we 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 all. Like- it's, a, it's, a, it's funny that movie it gets such a bad rap even amongst the rockers they're like oh it's just bullshit it's all far fetched it's a freaking movie man yeah. that soundtrack yeah. the, the best the best non-band non-real band of all time well yeah and you know it had some of our favourite musos playing uh, on that yeah, soundtrack yeah, yeah, yeah. you know Zach yeah, Wilde for me and... that, um, for no good reason I think Danny I think we we're just thinking about what, what covers to do or like, just popped up so I think Danny might have played the riff a little bit yep and um, that's right yeah looking at doing a Dio song or something like that because I've kind of stepped to that kind of vocal style I suppose in a way yeah yeah and sort of jamming that and then we kind of just said you know we'll just screw it around and kind of locking it down and then when we started doing the, the, the harmonies it kind of worked pretty good not an easy song to sing man it's it's up there yeah but um but um, yeah, it's good fun, and we had a few responses exactly like yours. Um, uh, Steve Redden, the singer from um, Vandettas, uh, said the same thing. Like, Fuck, man, I knew that song. I knew it from some killer movie, man. And literally the same same reaction. Yeah, it's not one you sort of expect to hear, and you know, but great song. Yeah, great song, and it suited you guys to a T. So yeah, nice, thanks, man. Well yes. done. Yeah, that was awesome. And um, another song. Obviously, Bring Back Your Love was the first song I checked out uh, from you guys being the new single and everything. Great song, of course. And then I stumbled across uh, Collider, which was that your first single you've dropped this year? Yeah, uh, yeah, this year. So basically, in tw- that, was the that, was the, that was the first Toki this year. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, that was a Collider launch. That's right. So basically, there was a leading single from that album because the album was actually finished and completed and kind of semi, not, I want to say rushed through, but we wanted to make deadlines so we can have it ready for 2020. But that was finished late 2019. So there's right. a, a song called Freak in the Night, which is a leading single, which we dropped at the end of uh, 2019. And obviously the rest is history, what happened then you know, after that. Yep. And then yep. we regrouped. I decided to shelve it. I thought I'm not going to release it where to nobody. We can't play anywhere. Oh, yeah. you know, so, But it's uh, maybe a blessing in disguise as well. It did my head in eventually, don't get me wrong, you know. But, um, you know, like we were saying before, a lot of bands pull the pin or kind of called it a day and I've got, we've got a really great body of work um, that's ready to go. You know, so yeah. it's worked out good. And Collider, yeah, that's the first single we dropped this year. Yeah, and the video yeah. was really awesome as well, really awesome. suited the mood yeah. of the song, I think. Yeah. So you were basically sitting on this album for a couple of years. Yeah. Wow. That so when you're saying that song is horse, sorry? Uh, yeah, that must have been hard to just sort of. Yeah. Oh man, that would have. Like I wrote that song four years ago, man. 
Yeah, you yeah. Know? And then you do pre-production and you, you know fine-tune it and then fine-tune it again when you when you're tracking. But um, yeah, yeah, it was a long time ago. Wow. So the album order from Chaos. When is that dropping? Or no date yet? I'm not sure. We're, we're discussing that with, with the label with Ed Stone. Um, yep. I had to dist- distribute that. I was hoping that we'd be able to drop maybe five or six singles from it. Mm-hmm. Um, these days, you know, the albums for us they are albums are super valuable, and we love a body of work. Yeah. Um, but at the same token, people just love to hear the songs kind of come out. So I thought usually an album you do two or three singles. You know, back in the day, two two or three singles max before you drop it. Whereas I thought maybe this one will be good to drop five or six, but mm-hmm. I don't think we will. So I'm not sure if we'll. Uh, release the album officially globally um, before we leave, or we'll do it Europe and then come back and kind of launch it back here. So I'm in army, man. So it will be soon, though. Yeah. Well, the cool thing is, you, it's in your hands, I guess. You know, whatever you decide to do, and is um, it? yeah, I think you can release five or six singles off an album now. Like, um, yeah, because you got to sort of get the most life out of it that you can, because um, you know you're not. Recording a new album every couple of years anymore, I don't think, unless you're lucky enough to be able to do that. But uh, yeah, yeah, kind of free to do whatever we want these days, really. Yeah. Um, so, have you got any shows um, in Australia before you take off over to the UK? Yeah, we have one more on the 40th of October at the Leadbeater Hotel. Leadbeater, Leadbeater. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. I say Leadbeater. I said Leadbeater. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Yeah, I don't know what it, yeah. Victoria Street, Richmond. Yeah, Richmond, Victoria. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. We're playing with good mate, um, Della Coma. So that's like his return gig, and this will be our farewell gig. So we've, we've teamed up. He hit me up to see if he wanted to to jump on. So we're going to go treat it as a joint headliner. Yeah, should, and, be, a, should um, be a good night. That one. Yeah, because we're going to have. Um, are, we having, are we having a camera crew there? Possibly. Yeah. yeah so yeah, we might yeah. do a live, like a live, live set, like a live recording as well. Um, and, um, yeah, so we're going to push that gig as hard as we can, um, the possible campaign as well, I'm kind of leading up to, to that show. And then after that, we're kind of, you know, effectively pretty much packing our bags and yeah. getting out of here. Sweet. So, uh, where's the best place for people to jump on and follow you guys? Facebook, Instagram? Instagram, Facebook are the main ones at this stage. Bandcamp will, will be, uh, Updating soon. Warbirdsrock.com is like the main main website that we use, you know, for connection. Um, it's funny because um, we, probably, we probably should have kept Warbirds Rock as the title, the, kind of the working title of the band, because when you jump on Spotify and YouTube Music and put in Warbirds and you get Warbirds aeroplane sounds. <laughs> so when it does a shuffle here, <laughs> that's a Mustang P57 or whatever, and it just aeroplane sounds. So we're we're kind of fine tuning what we're going to do there. <laughs> Great idea, yeah. So what yeah. what's your history, um, Anth? Like, did you grow up in a musical family? Um, were you playing in bands early on? Were you playing solo? What were you doing? Yeah, um, my brothers. You hear this story a lot with older siblings. My brothers, you know, a, a bit older than me, and. Um, Basically, I had his CD collection and record collection when I was growing up. So I was just like, you wouldn't normally have a seven, eight-year-old listen to the Doors or, you know, Motley Crue and Zeppelin and those kind of bands. So that's what we had around. So and Van Halen was is, was my first kind of connection to a, a music, yep. I think. My mum and dad 
weren't musical at all, man. They were immigrants here from Croatia, and they came here really young. So it's your cliche kind of work hard, just work and get a job and just work. And, um, so I'm like, I want to, I initially want to play drums, and they kind of laughed at me. Too. I never knew that. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And so guitar lessons, <laughs> yeah. So guitar lessons were for free. Was drum lessons were seven bucks a lesson. So I thought I'll do guitar, and I picked it up pretty quick. And I um, had a good mate that you know taught me a lot of stuff as well. And um, yeah, man. So that's all I did. In high school, like I was kind of a, a, a class clown and a naughty boy through primary school and early high school. Then once I started playing guitar, that's all I did. Yep. After school, I just spent hours and hours in the bedroom and I was finding like old car speakers and stuff in dad's garage and I hooked them up to the back of the amp, throw yeah. one in the bed, one in the wardrobe and kind of get this big sound. And <laughs> you know, well, I had money to buy a freaking Marshall stack, so I had a little practice amp. And, and it stemmed from there, man. Then I started um, a band with, with, um, some mates called Baby Doll Junkies, which was an 80s metal band back when Jet were kind of big, you know, all that kind of indie kind of rock, I guess, what you want to call it. Yeah. yeah. All playing fucking, you know, Poison meets Van Halen meets Bobby Crew and that kind of all baby kind of stuff. And like early 2000s? Yeah, early 2000s. Yeah. I mean, yeah, 2001, about 2004. Charing Cross as well was another band oh. that kind of stemmed to that, which is, which is good, man. Yeah, it's okay. yeah. an EP around somewhere. And um and then I took a hiatus and we all had a bit of a falling out as you do everyone's got an ego and whatever and then I played acoustic like a, a acoustic trio playing covers trying to make some of that money back and um and then started this band you know with, with a couple of mates it's a bit of just a bit of fun and um that kind of I guess dropped off so then I kept pushing it I kept pushing the um the three piece thing pretty winery dogs I'll say that now um but um well massive influence on us anyway but um. Yeah, and I've just kept it going, man. You know, um, yeah. You know, like I said, you know, first drummer got married, I poached him from a band and then he got married and that was number playing one of those scenarios and we just kept we just kept going. Revolving door yeah. members. Yeah. And um and I think um I kept writing and um yeah, now we're here. Got a long story short anyway, yeah. Yeah, it's a massive sound you guys got for a three piece, I think you sort of you know, if you're listening outside of the band room, it sounds like there's more than just uh, three of you up there. You know, the bass sound is yeah. huge. Uh, your guitar sound is huge. Big drums, and of course, you got the two, the two vocals some of the time. So it was, yeah, it was a massive sound. Um, I noticed you had a, is it a victory? Yeah, uh, head. I was yeah. sort of looking at those at one point. How, how long have you been using that for? Um, probably about. Five years. Mm. There was not many in the country, man. I, the Lux guitars here in Melbourne were, uh, I think they were stockist. Yep. And at the time, because my, my main amp, which I haven't used in years, I use it to record now, but it's a big EVH 5153, the ivory 100-watt oh, monster. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, yeah, the three-channel piece. So I probably, I think maybe I might have bought the first one that was in the country because it was actually an American um, amp, so I need to get an external transformer to be able to use it. Oh, wow. And um, that kind of fell in my lap. And it's a fucking monster. It's an awesome thing, but it weighs 26 or 28 kilos and it's <laughs> horrible to carry. And, you know, it's a, bit, it's a lot of amp. Um, yeah. And I, I love, you know, listening to Guthrie Govan and, and, and also Richard Cotson as well, they're both endorsed by Victory. Um, and effectively, the Countess Mark II is, um, is, is his signature amp. Um, and, um, yeah, Govan's signature amp. And, um, 
I bought it from a bloke that had buyer's remorse that bought it from Deluxe. Two weeks later, I had to sell it for whatever reason in Richmond, and my wife was working in Richmond at the time. And I said, here's the money. I didn't plug into it. Just go buy it, you know, and it's killer. It is awesome. Yeah, I noticed I've been on the Deluxe website a little bit. I mean, I don't need another amp, but, um, you know, you're always (laughs) on the lookout for a bargain. I've got the – yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the 5150 behind oh, me. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The icon. Yeah, iconic. Yeah, yeah. Got a, a, stel- a 50-watt stealth downstairs, so um, I definitely don't need. But I just saw the the sort of compact, sort of small size of the Victory, yeah. and I'm like, oh, man, that would be handy for for gigs. And, um, yeah, I just sort of wonder what it sound like. And, yeah, sort of kicked ass at your gig and uh, yeah. into the Strat as well. So, uh, yeah. yeah, huge sound. So. It was good. All yeah, the good so. sauce. And I'll take it. I'll be, I'll be taking it with me. So I'll probably yeah, right. wrap it up. It comes in with its own gig bag and I'll just wrap it up and put it in the, in the, um, in the luggage and yep. hope to God it gets, gets taken <laughs> when I'm on the other yeah. side. So Yeah. What, what are you taking with you? Sorry? Sorry. Go. You go. I was going to say it was actually designed to be as onboard carry-on. It's But it's, a, it's about eight kilos. So I think. If you're flying around the UK or the States and it's been domestically, I should say, it's yeah. fine to take on board. Okay. But I think with international flights, you can't carry any more than seven kilos. Right. I'm kind of spewing because I just wanted to carry it with me, you know, but uh, we'll see what happens, man. Yeah. But just I do keep... want to take it with me because it's the sound. Yeah. Just keep it on your lap nice and safe. And, uh... <laughs> 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 what about, um, about guitar-wise? Are you obviously taking maybe your Strat? Over there? Just that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do miss um, having a Floyd or um, I've always used a Floyd of some description, whether it's blocked or floating. Mm-hmm. Um, that six-screw trim on um, – it's good for vibrato, like you know, gentle vibrato if you're playing like dry straights or something like that. But um, for what I kind of usually use, it's, it's, hard, it's hard to keep in tune. It, 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 there is method to the mayhem, but while I'm singing as well, it's, it's too much work. Yeah. So I was looking at possibly upgrading that. I won't be doing it before we go. I'll just okay. make sure I don't put that arm in there because I get carried away and by the end of the song, an E, an e major sounds like an E minor. <laughs> yeah. Fourth, you know, whatever. What about you, Luch? What are you taking with you over to the UK? What guitar am I taking with me? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no, no, well, um, uh, fortunately, we're going to have a kit set up. It is big. Totally uh, non-viable for me. Bring an entire drum set over, uh, but I will just just the bare essentials for me. So uh, bass pedal, uh, all my cymbals, and my beautiful Mapex Black Panther Predator snare drum, the one which I used at the Tote gig a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, we went through a few. Yeah, <laughs> we went through a round of my um a round of yeah. my snares at the rehearsals. And I love it. Like I love drums. I love this to them. I love I love the look of them. Yep. So it's not like he's going, oh, fuck, he's put another snare drum in his <laughs> I, I, I love it. I wanted something that I, I wanted to find something that was going to be suitable to the band. And um, this is actually the one which I purchased for my 40th birthday um, a couple of months ago. Yeah. And uh, it's 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 the one. It seems to yeah, be the, the one. one. It was the first one. It was the first I brought to rehearsal, and it was like every hit was just, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. It was like so good. Um, everything else was great, but there was just there's something about this copper copper shell that just sings and mm. it's just like oh my god and uh, even after the gig actually like i had three people especially lee your, yeah yeah uh, uh 
from from Warbirds. He can't do anything and ask me of what that's there or what snare is that. Like, yeah. mind you, you both all use the same snare. The other one, the, 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 the sledgehammer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was going to be my other one, but um, which uh, makes you blink every time it's hit. It's that loud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just hits your face. But no, so this is a good one. Yeah. So the good thing is, uh, yeah, I still get. I mean, unfortunately, I've got to carry store carry a whole bunch of shit around with me, so. Just recently acquired the hard case of sport, and again, same with Anne's situation. I hope it all gets there in one piece. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, well, <laughs> uh, we'll see how it goes. But that's the stuff that I need to get me going. Uh, I'll use whatever else. I'll, I'll make do with whatever else they throw in front of me. You just, you just got to sometimes. Uh, just going to be happy to be over there and just playing. Yeah, whatever you give me, just as drums-wise, it's good. Well, some of the back one that we've seen is the, another band that's actually over there at the moment. Kind of using the same booker, and some of the kits look awesome. All right, uh, yeah, so yeah, much better than what yeah, they give us here, then. Yeah, yeah it wasn't yeah, like, right. yeah, you know, bits of kind of thing stuffed together. It's got <laughs> Franken- yeah, Frankenstein kit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> one time here, and one like yeah. over in yeah, the next stadium, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was nice to nice to hear your kit out in a big room, Luch. Um, oh. I guess the couple of times we've jammed, you know, in your little jam room, which is fine, but then you know, to hear it out in a big open room is really opening up that sound that's with, oh. all, that's, that's with all of us as well like initially yeah. look some sound guys are like if you turn it down please i'm like i'm not going to turn it down lower than our rehearsal body so to speak you know but it is nice to have you know sometimes a quad box i usually use a, a 212 which is ample uh but it's nice to have a big quad you know pushing pushing a bit of air and it feels good for all of us you know that's yeah. right and we you know we know your gear as well and we've all got you know our, our, from from you know like you guys the guitars to your heads, obviously for me, it's it's the drums, it's the cymbals, it's everything that's got that's got to work well. And uh, I think you know we're we're all gearheads. That's um, yeah. you know <laughs> um, we know what we like, and, and um, I think you hear all the, all the stuff that we use. We're all very passionate about our, our set, about our own personal sound and our instruments and what can be delivered. And yeah, like you know, I've seen a lot. Of, I've seen some of the footage from 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 the show, and you know I, I listen to every little detail about what's what, what's worked. I watch. I'll watch the same clip, you know, five, ten times and yeah. hear it. I'm thinking, my God, everything just sits well. Obviously, the, the sound engineer is doing his thing and getting everything mixed right and everything, but having the right, you know, like I said, the, the, the right tones to, to blend with the right sound, you know, um, for the groove or the vocals, whatever it might be, it's just, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, all, it's all come up really nice. It's good to hear, you know, it, it, it goes to show you put money, you, 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 spend, you spend right well into the right things or invest well, you'll get, you'll get the return. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we've been playing for a while, man, so we kind of, we've wasted a lot of money on shit over the years. I'm just saying, you're learning about mm. uh, of, you know, what we need. And, um, and you never stop. You never yeah. stop doing that either, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's actually, so you will have a victory. You'll have a victory head one day soon. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, um, yeah, maybe. <laughs> There's a pretty good deal on one at the moment at Deluxe, and uh, but I'm still sort of in uh, buying guitar mode. So I've got, oh, yeah. a, got a few amps, um, but I've got to sort of control myself and, you know, just say enough's enough. But it's a bit of a journey, isn't it? It's like... I never say enough's enough. And it's, it's not enough to go to a, a guitar shop, I don't, I don't think. Like, you get an idea of what's going to work and what's not, but... Sometimes you got to buy something, go home with it, spend enough time with it. Um, yeah, I'm sort of trying to sell off a few other guitars at the moment, but it's not a good time to, you know, I think some people are doing it tough and um, it's not the best economic situation at the moment to, yeah. to buy it's and sell. It's a mix, sell. man. I mean, it's, it's, but you still see some expensive stuff move. It's, it's a weird yeah. situation. You, you are right, man, but be careful with selling guitars because I've, 
I regret selling something, you know, to fund mm. it, you know, like a, a trip or whatever. Like, ah, oh, man, I wish I had that telly back or whatever it was. It, it might be just also sugarcoating something you don't have anymore. So you might pick it up again. Yeah, it's actually not as good as I remember, you know what I mean? So, yeah. look. You use it once or twice. I mean, yeah. How, how, yeah, you miss it because it's like, oh, I had it. Yeah. Had a good name. Yeah. yeah. Like I did the same with snares. I've probably had about 20 snares in my life and I've sold half of them. Yeah. Um, I love what I, I, I've got six, no, one, two, three, four, five that I have now. <laughs> um, you know, I love all those. You know, I look at back and say, oh, I had the Joey Jordison, I the Dennis Chambers, Jimmy DeGrasso. Oh, yeah. I'd actually know that's hurting a little bit saying this. <laughs> but, uh, but look, you know, I was I used them. I didn't need them anymore at the time, so yeah, I'm happy yeah. with what I got. Yeah, until, still, until the next thing comes along, you know, that's that's just how it is. It's uh, yeah, it's, it's a lovely, it's, a, it's an enthusiast thing, and I think it's just part of the journey, isn't it? I still regret selling my Marshall stack. Like, oh, it was about ten years ago. Um, because the last band broke up, I'm like, I'm done with this rock shit. Mm. I'm going acoustic, and I couldn't wait to sell it, and I sold it for cheap as and it wasn't until about four or five years later that i truly regretted it and um you know you you don't just go out and buy a uh expensive head and a cab four speaker cab every day so i um what head was it um it was the uh jvm 410 okay yeah yeah um it's a lot of amps there man yeah it's it's heaps but uh, yeah a lot of what happened in there man a lot of versatility yeah very much so, yeah. So I, you know, still regret selling that, but um, we must move on. So, so yeah, give us yeah. uh, what's that possible website that people can uh, sort of donate to help you guys out on the tour? Shall I'll I? give you the specific. It's, it's on it's on our Facebook page, so Warbirds Rock. Okay. Um, you know, forward slash Facebook forward slash Warbirds Rock. You'll find it on there. Yeah. But, um, well, We'll put uh, put all the links in the show notes as I always do, and yeah. I'll oh. include that one as well. So yeah, uh, yeah. Best go to the Warbirds um, <laughs> uh, Facebook page. The link is on there with all yeah. the slashes and dots and commas and whatever else yeah, is yeah. on there. So just cut and paste. Yeah, yeah. you'll be right. Beautiful. <laughs> we yeah. appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, man. Better let you guys go, and uh, I know you got a lot of work to do yeah. for the. Uh, well, for the last show and then and then the tour coming up. So thank you very much for coming on the show tonight. It's been a pleasure to have you guys on. Maybe next time we can do it in person and um, yeah, have a bit man. of a longer chat and sort of nerd out on some gear. We love it. Yeah, and, we love uh, it. Tom goes so quick, but um, yeah, I just want to say a big thank you uh, for having us um, and obviously for Luch introducing us as well. Um, it's good to um, some people that give a fuck genuinely and, and, and want to kind of push push a local scene it's important and um yeah it's awesome thank you man absolutely man well thanks Craig. really appreciate it as always man i always get like enjoy getting together with you doing this or having a beer with you whatever it might be man so let's Anytime. uh let's do it again soon and, and yeah getting the word out when you, you talk to a lot of local artists uh with what you're doing uh with, with the podcast and uh trust me it, it goes a long way for you know for, for, for them for the scene and it's uh it's very heartfelt we appreciate uh all the time you spend, obviously, you know, um, you know yeah. getting, getting the podcast ready, your questions, um, and uh, it's we always feel very comfortable. I've always felt very comfortable with you, so uh, thanks for making it always a wonderful experience. So thank you. Absolutely, guys. Well, I um, wish you all the best overseas and look after each other. Try not to kill each other. It's only you know two and a bit weeks or whatever, so I'm sure you can Honestly, make we're it through. Come back better and with more shoes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, maybe, um, I don't know, you're probably not going to have much time over there, but maybe uh, 
maybe you can check into the podcast, you know, just a bit of a... Yeah, that'll be cool while we're away, man. We'll have time. We'll have time on the road, dude. Yes. Let's yeah, well, Luch, Luch and I are always in touch, so um, yeah. maybe just hit me up if you feel like it and just come on for Any 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah, it'd be great, man. Still yeah. short, yeah. Well, yeah, cool. While we're, yeah, even before a gig or something after sound check, or we can do something like that, it'd be pretty cool. You yeah, might be getting up to in the morning, but we'll Oh, yeah. <laughs> the time difference. We'll work it out. We'll hold uh, you to it, man. Let's do it. <laughs> all right sounds good well thank you guys and yeah all the best for the tour congratulations on the new single uh look forward to the full album whenever you decide to release that and uh yeah hopefully we catch up in in person next time and uh yeah, all the best take care amazing thank you appreciate you man no see you on the road thanks everyone for tuning in and we'll catch you again soon for another episode of fox on the wire And you're, and you're and you're and you're tuning into Fox on the wire. Yeah. Well, that. <laughs> All right, come, come, come.